On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, where can I find time in my day to day, in my personal outside of work life to have more joy, pleasure, and fun? But then also within the work that I'm doing, where can I find joy, pleasure, and fun? Because oftentimes, when you are doing work that you enjoy, you're less likely to feel overwhelmed because you're enjoying it. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Our quote of the day. If you die tonight, your employer would have a job advertisement to fill your role by the end of the month but your friends and family would miss you forever. Don't get so busy on making a living that you forget to work on making a life. Now, that was a long one. And so I I know this one definitely needs repeating. This quote comes to us from a Twitter user or maybe ex-user whichever you prefer to call it. If you die tonight, your employer would have a job advertisement to fill your role by the end of the month. But your friends and family would miss you forever. Don't get so busy on making a living that you forget to work on making a life. T. That's a lot. It is. <laughs> it's a it lot. Is. It's true. I've seen it happen. I feel like we've all heard about it happening when someone passes and then you see the job posting. And I don't know, Don, I feel like when I, I feel like death often can be scary to talk about, but it also helps to put things in perspective. Yes. And I think that when you say this quote, it makes you think about, it, it reminds you of the importance of, like it says, making a life instead of just making a living but when we're in the day-to-day it's so easy to get caught up in the making a living and the goals and I feel like I'm in a season now which we'll dive into a little bit deeper later of sort of doing that and having to constantly remind myself to wait a second take a break bitch take your sick days yes go take a vacation like yes Please do, do you. Yes, like mm-hmm. do you and enjoy life in the midst of doing what you have to do now to get to where you want to be. So that's what it makes me think about when I hear that powerful quote. What about you, Don? What comes up for you? I think about that. And I also think about something that I have said from the from early on in my career that I have to constantly mm-hmm. remind myself of is to not be loyal to a company because they will never be loyal to you. Yes, girl. Don't, so essentially it's like, it's the same sentiment as this quote of don't give your all, don't put everything into this, any particular company or employer because they are not, you. No matter what people tell you, you could have an an amazing boss. But if your boss is not the actual CEO, if your boss is not the person in HR, then you have, don't be loyal 
because they are not going to be loyal to you. Their focus is the bottom line, not on you as a human being. It never is. Yeah. So, okay, I have a couple questions. A couple things came up. I wanted to ask you about the not giving your all because I feel like we've probably both been in roles or positions where we did give our all to the company because we were passionate about the work. And I'm wondering if there's a world where we can give our all, but we can put ourselves first. And what I mean by that is, you ever have a situation where you're about to leave a company and you're like, oh, I want to put my two weeks in, but you feel like you should give them more time. You feel like you should be more accommodating when maybe when they're ready to let you go, they call everybody into that meeting, whether it's on Zoom or in person, they let your ass go because the bottom line, like they have to save money. So I feel like, what do you think about that, Don? Like giving your all and, you know, doing the role well, but ensuring that you put yourself first in the midst of whatever you do for the job. What are you thinking? So here's the thing. I, I think I want to distinguish between giving my all and doing the job well. Mm-hmm. Right? Because for me, personally, the way that I look at it, and other people will look at it differently, but the way that I look at it, if I'm giving my all, I am giving 100% of myself all the time. And there is no one area of my life that will ever get a hundred percent of me all the time because we have multiple areas of our life that need us Mm -hmm. right yep and so for me i'm not going to give my all but i am going to do my job well got you that makes sense like that's i just from a an ethical professional standpoint, even if I were to ever be in a position where I hate my job, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna do that shit well. Yeah. I'm also gonna be looking for something else. Mm-hmm. Create my exit strategy. Exactly. But okay. in the meantime, I'm doing my job well. Right. That makes sense. I don't think I've heard it framed in that way. So that's an interesting perspective. That's why I was like, double tap into mm-hmm. that a little bit. Okay, that makes sense. When, oh child, okay, we have a lot to talk about here. Lady, we're going to start off with three questions and you can even ask yourself this or like ask your friends if y'all are, you know, reviewing the podcast, like your group chat or with your homegirls. But when you think about living a full life, right? Many of us, especially if you're in the States, we know that we are in this capitalistic society where work, I know you probably heard this too, Don, work is viewed very differently in the States compared to other places mm-hmm. in the world. There's like a priority on working hard and people really will like work to the death. Like they will grind out yes. and we just, our society is just so different. We don't prioritize community, family and rest the way that other communities do and other countries do. And so when I think about having a full life, what does it look like to add more joy pleasure and fun when you're overwhelmed okay so when you add that piece about when you're overwhelmed that Mm -hmm. makes a difference right that's that kind of changes it a little bit or a lot of it to me when i hear when i'm overwhelmed like work is overwhelming me how do i find joy pleasure and fun for me it's Not only looking at, well, okay, where can I find time in my day-to-day, in my personal outside of work life to have more joy, pleasure, and fun, but then also within the work that I'm doing, where can I find joy, pleasure, and fun? Because oftentimes when you are doing work that you enjoy, you're less likely to feel overwhelmed because you're enjoying it. Like there have been points in my career where I have been so immersed in the work and loving it. Mm-hmm. And there was like an awareness of, girl, you're doing the most. Yes. But it, I wasn't on this, I wasn't on the cusp of burnout or even overwhelmed because there was lots of joy and pleasure in what I was doing. Mm -hmm. 
That makes sense. The points when I was on the cusp of burnout or was feeling overwhelmed, I was, that's when I wasn't finding joy or pleasure in the work that I was doing. Hey lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon, and we highly highly encourage you to join the sister frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. That is such a great point because I think about even with the podcast, right? We've been having Mm -hmm. We've had the podcast for five years. We've been working full time and have had Mm -hmm. busy lives in the midst of it. And even though there are definitely days where we're like, Lord, the podcast is a lot of work. It's a different type of work because we love it. It's our baby. It's our passion. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much that we get out of it. And so I totally understand what you're saying there. I would say when it comes to adding joy, pleasure, fun, when I'm overwhelmed, I feel like I'm navigating a season of overwhelm and not necessarily just with work, but also with personal life as well. And so mm-hmm. I think, especially over the past, I would say two months, I got, like, I tried to get it in where I could fit it in. So yeah. I tried to think about what is the low hanging fruit? So for me, if it's a season of overwhelm, sometimes the joy, pleasure, fun might be, maybe one, the pleasure might be like masturbate, like prioritizing masturbation. Like, okay, one night I'm going to take a couple puffs or whatever this is, you know, this, this mm-hmm. joint, whatever. I might drink a little wine and I'm gonna just have some me time and masturbate. That might be the pleasure. And that just might be how I'm yes. adding that into my life. Another one might be us having a catch up FaceTime date. Where yes. it's like, girl, let me get this to you. Let me tell you what's been going on. And having conversations with my girlfriends, that's always a place of joy for me. And then I would say fun. You made a really good point too, Dom, of adding some of that fun into the work. So maybe you don't love the job, but these bills got to get paid. So shit, you know, you got to be there until you find another position. So how can we make the most out of it? And I love, okay. love, love to try to bridge, I try to bridge the gap between my passion and my day job whenever I can. So yes. I love community building. So I try to bring that into the day job because I know that it makes me happy and it brings me mm-hmm. joy. So now I can connect the thing that I have to do to get to where I want to be and the thing that I love to do genuinely and bring them together. So I think those are some of the ways that we can do it. Of course, therapy. Yeah. Of course, for me, like working out, I've been pretty consistent mm-hmm. with my workout routine. And those are some of the ways that I've been adding joy, pleasure, fun. I just think down one of the things that I want to emphasize to just ourselves and the ladies as you listen, lady, is like, 
be gentle with yourself and realize it doesn't have to look perfect. I think for me, right. sometimes, Dom, I had this all or nothing mindset where it's like, if I don't get up and go to the gym and I'm not there at seven on the dot, then I failed. It's like, no, like give yourself some wiggle room, you know? So if you're in a season right. and you know you can't do self-care the way you want to, you can't have a weekly massage or, you know, a facial every four to six weeks. Okay, do what you can with what you have, where you are. And maybe we're going to keep on chugging, chugging, you know, like the engine, the little engine that could. We're going to keep on, keep this show on the road and do what we can when we're in this stage and phase. So that's what I think about that about that. Yeah, I think that it's important to point out those concrete examples, right? And because for a lady that's listening, they might not, oftentimes when we're in that space of overwhelm, it's hard to identify the little thing. Mm -hmm. It's, we're like, I mean, I know, I, I know that there are things that I could do, but like, I'm, I'm at a loss for what it could be. Yes. Because when you're in that space of overwhelm, your brain is so focused on that thing, is so caught up in that thing, that it really is, it's like a foul. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's hard to think for yourself on what are the things that I could be doing, right? Like, and oftentimes, too, the other thing that I want to point out is that when we're in that space of overwhelm, oftentimes those little things that we typically naturally gravitate towards for joy and pleasure are usually the first things to go mm. when we're feeling overwhelmed. And so for me, that's a sign. If working out consistently is something that you are, that you normally do, right? It makes sense. It's, it's, perfectly normal that like okay if your routine is you you work out Terry I know we've talked about this that you work out Monday Wednesdays and Fridays right mm -hmm. if one week you're like you wake up on Friday morning and you're like today is just not it and you skip that Friday workout okay skip that Friday workout but Monday rolls around and you're like I'm going to skip it again. Wednesday comes and you're skipping again. Then that's a sign to say, okay, wait, let's pause. What's happening? What's shifted that now the thing that I normally consistently do to take care of myself that brings me joy and pleasure, I've stopped doing that. What's happening? Let me take, let me take a moment and reevaluate. That's a really good point because I definitely do that, Dom. And for me, I feel like, unfortunately, when I get anxiety and I get really busy and overwhelmed, eating regularly is the thing that often suffers because sometimes it's like, I just got to get this work done. I can't do it until I, you know, I can't eat and take a break until I do this. And so it's good to know mm -hmm. yourself and be aware of what that looks like for you. But it makes me think about our next question where it's yes. like, how do you stop making excuses and just make a move? So how do you just make a move. And for me, what this question is asking is like, how do you stop making excuses and just add, just add the fucking joy and pleasure to your life? Like just do it. Right. And so I think one of the things that, okay, a couple of things real quick. So I've had, sometimes I'll have a task on my to-do list and baby, I will keep moving that task. And I'll look up months later and be like, oh, I still haven't completed this. I just shifted the due date or I'll leave an email unread and I, it takes forever for me to get back to it. And what I realize now is literally just do it for me it means putting it on my calendar or sharing it with a friend to hold myself accountable, but just stop everything and really just think, okay, what is the next thing I can do? What is the one thing I can do this week that'll bring me joy, pleasure, and fun or mm -hmm. joy, pleasure or fun? You know, what is the one thing? And I think that just thinking about it as an easy baby step that's easily consumable for you, that's something you can put on the calendar and you kind of map out, okay, what do I need to do to make sure this happens? I feel like that is one of the things that I do to stop making excuses and just just do it. What about yes, you? I like that idea. And I think, you know, something that I think about too is also, okay, well, maybe if I'm making excuses, depending on what that thing is, I maybe need to consult with someone. Mm -hmm. So whether it's therapist, my coach, a mentor, a friend, 
I need to talk it out with somebody about what's happening, right? Because as we're specifically talking about like the work-life balance, what's coming up for me is, okay, if I am not finding joy in this work anymore, if if I feel burned out or overwhelmed or whatever the thing is, right? Maybe the move that I need to make is a new job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I need to consult my team. Who are my people? Yeah. And really think this through. Like if I've been in this job for 10 years, haven't gotten the promotion, watch people less qualified than me Get promoted. Okay. Haven't seen a raise. Like all these things are piling up that says this job is no longer for you. Mm-hmm. Why am I still here? Yeah. So then I need, I need to consult my team, whoever that who, and maybe it's multiple people on that team to decide what's going to be the next move out of this job because it is going to be out of this job. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Those are some good signs to consider as well. If you're in that place, like, hold up, am I making, let's get to the root, right? Not just focusing on the excuse and making a move, but like, let's get to the root of it. And then I feel like we should dive dive into the last question later in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's come back to that one. Yeah. So when you think of like the importance of work-life balance, I know for me, I used to think that it's about the balance, but the more I guess live and experience life and I'm working and managing all these things, I think it's more about harmony, you know, like Mm -hmm. it really is about harmony because when I think about balance, it's sort of balance alludes to, I want to say equity, right? Or Mm -hmm. having equal parts of yourself or Yeah, I think Mm. of it as having equal parts of yourself in each of these sort of categories of life. And for me, I don't want work to be equal to the life that I'm living. I want life to be Mm -hmm. higher on the, you know, on the scale. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is more about harmony. And it's like, you know, I remember for the longest time I had this ideal life narrative and I was like, okay, I want my life to look and feel this way. And this is not a dress rehearsal. Like, so it's not one of the things I had to realize is stop putting it off and saying, oh, when I make this amount of money, when I get in this career, do it now because life is precious. And so Mm -hmm. even if you're in a job that you don't like, maybe you have a plan to go somewhere else. What does it look and feel like to have the life that you desire and how can you build that harmony? So with the job I have now, there's a bit, a bit of flexibility with my schedule, which is great, but we're doing the podcast after work. This is a part of that harmony, adding mm-hmm. in the thing that I enjoy doing and my passion and purpose into my life, integrating all things together. So the working out, the family time, the podcast, and then also being intentional about taking breaks. For me, that's what harmony looks like. Taking meal breaks, drinking my water, like doing the things that I want to do. You know, I appreciate that perspective and the, and the framing of it as harmony. Yeah, I I hadn't thought about it like that before in the sense of harmony, because I think for me, when I think of balance, I didn't think of balance as everything always being equal. Mm -hmm. I thought of it as everything always adding up to 100. I see. And and how I thought about it is that there are going to be times where. Work may be 75%. Mm-hmm. I don't like them times. I ain't Girl. a fan of them times. I'm going to just be real. Okay. <laughs> and then that means everything else is like 25%. Mm-hmm. And, but then there are other times where things shift. And ideally, work is like 25% and everything else is 75%. Yeah. The reality is that that waxes and wanes and ebbs yeah. and flows, right? That like on a Sunday, I might be 100% in life, in my personal mm. life, right? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and then Monday rolls around and it's like, oh, 
hold on. Work has inched its way up in there. Mm-hmm. And life, personal life is no longer 100%, but work is taking up more of my, my time and my mental capacity. But it ebbs and flows. And even throughout the day, like, so Monday until six o'clock, it might be all work. And then I shift to podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And so to me, balance is, was more so about it all adding up to 100. And because in recognizing that you're never, you are never going to, going back to what I was saying before, you are never going to be able to be 100% of everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But I do like what how you explained it about having that harmony. Yeah. I like the way you explained it too, because I didn't think about balance in that way. I sort of saw it as a scale. It's like these all competing interests versus just having everything add up to 100. So that is interesting. I'm glad that you shared that, Dom. And it makes me think about, let's see, identifying and prioritizing pleasure and joy. And when I think about this, I feel like it's important to be intentional about self-care and finding joy. But I think in order to do that, it'd be really helpful for each of us to identify what does self-care look like to me? And we have episodes, other episodes Mm -hmm. later about self-care, but think about it. It's going to look different. It's not going to look like everyone else's form of self-care. So I may love massages. You may be like, I don't want to buy touching me, right? Like I may be trying to journal and you're like, yo, my hand hurt. I, I don't want to journal. So think about what does your self-care list look like? What does self-care look like for you? And then what brings you pleasure? I think these are really great questions to ask ourselves so that we can write them out, list them out so that when it does come time for us to prioritize it, we know what we're prioritizing. We're not in the moment now trying to think of it on the fly and then wasting time because now it's time for bed or it's time to, you know, take the kids to school. And then we're like, dang, I could have done this thing, but I'm not even, I don't have the self-awareness to know what it looks like for me. So I can't really prioritize it because it isn't identified yet, if that makes sense. That does. And I think the other thing that I would add to that is also looking, thinking about and acknowledging that there are seasons. Mm-hmm. And so there are points in your life where what gives you pleasure today And what works for your life today might not work so well in a different season, right? Yes. Like, I think about for myself being in academia. My whole career has been working on a college campus. And so what what I am accustomed to is summertime is fun time. Because summertime, summertime is a lot slower. Now, I I still work, but the work is a lot slower paced than it is during the fall, winter, and spring. And so for me, what self-care might look like in the fall, winter, and spring, or when I'm able to do self-care, or when I have to do self-care and what I do for self-care will look different than what it looks like in the summer. Yes. And having to just have that realization and that acceptance, right? Yeah. That like, I might not be able to take a three-week vacation in the middle of the fall quarter or semester. Some people do. But for me, that might not work, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas because of the way my workflow is set up, summer might be a lot easier. And so then when, when the fall quarter is hitting its peak point and I'm ready to be like, I'm out, let's take that three week vacation. I have to remind myself that, oh, hold on. Three weeks ain't it. That's not happening right now. Yep, yep. What can I do that will sustain me, will refill my cup during this particular season? 
I love that. I'm writing this down so I don't forget. So that that's so powerful. That it made me think of a couple of things. One, just looking at our life in seasons and realizing, I think it's just so important to do that and realize that you aren't defined by where you are right now. You're not going to be in the season that you're in forever. And I think using nature as our guide is just, I think that's so important yes. as well. Nature is a beautiful guide for us on the seasons, right? Like you go through yes. a winter season and we've, we've done an episode about this. I can't remember what it's called, but we did an episode about the seasons of life. And you think about the winter season. This is a time of purging, right? It's a time for us mm-hmm. to reflect, to go within. You think about summertime, we outside, you know? We outside. We outside. We do, you know, we out here doing stuff and things are blossoming and we're building more relationships, stuff like that. But also thought about what you said. I feel like you do this really well down with your scheduling, of like vacations and seeing family, always having something to look forward to. Yes. I feel like in this season that I've been in where I've been on, I've been on the verge of burnout because there's been so much going on personally and professionally. I've been a bit more intentional about just putting things one on the calendar. And one of my scheduling hacks is to try to my best to schedule my self-care at the beginning of the month. That way, before the mm-hmm. schedule fills up, I already know, okay, I got this massage scheduled. I have this girls chat scheduled. Like I have stuff scheduled, but then also just having a vacation or having a special day or it's just something that's pleasurable and exciting for you to look forward to. So I have my little sister visiting tomorrow and we've been counting down the days since she planned her trip. I'm so excited. So that's coming up. Then we have a little family vacation next week. And then we're planning another vacation for the fall. So having something on the calendar yes. doesn't have to be this big extravagant plan, but something to bring you joy. So that when you're in the trenches and you're grinding out, and you're like, Lord, help me. You're like, okay, I know I got this thing coming up. So I just wanted to point those out because you made me think about that as you were sharing, Dom. Yes, that is that is the having something to look forward to has always been on my radar. That is something yes. that I... Like I constantly do. And I realized that I that I was like, when did I start doing that? And I think I I know for sure that I was doing that when I first started working for real. Mm-hmm. And, and but I probably was also doing it probably also started in grade school because in grade school they program you to look forward to the holidays. Oh. Whether it was whether it was we're doing something big for Martin Luther King Day or yeah. we're doing something for Mother's Day or Thanksgiving and Christmas or summer vacation, whatever it is, you were guided by a calendar in school. And so as I started working, I was like, no, I need something to look forward to. When's the next vacation? Yes. Or when's the next fun thing that's happening? Right. Exactly. And but then I think the other thing, too, that you mentioned or that reminded me was my do nothing day once a month. Right. Oh, I schedule that like I like to like you, like at the beginning of the month, like look at my calendar for the month and see. What do I have? What do I have scheduled so far? When can I take a day for myself? Let me block it out on yep. this calendar. And that's a reminder. I need to go on ahead and set that day for this month. Like. Okay. Let me go on ahead and get that done and put on the calendar so that I don't end up getting halfway through the month. Like, Mm-mm. where was my day for me? Paul, look back up. I need. And for me, and again, that is a whole day. I don't care if I have multiple days through the month where I might have only met up with somebody for dinner or I might have only met up with somebody for brunch. Nope, nope, nope. A whole day of nothing planned. I feel like that also can give you, it can energize your spirit. You know, yes. I remember when, when I, you know, I look at the calendar often and we're mapping out project plans and stuff for the podcast and for life. And I know that when, like when I knew we were planning for the live show, I was trying my best to think, okay, let me m- mentally prepare for this busy season we're about to go into. And let me try to be intentional about how I'm spending my time, like infuse those moments of, of, joy and pleasure. So I love that you pointed that out, Dom. And it takes us to our next topic here about infusing fun into the work and daily activities. And we kind of talked about this before, right? Bridging your passion, your passion to your day job. But I think there are other ways to do this as well. Like think about the things that you just love and enjoy doing. I really like connecting with people. And so at my day job, we are asked to go into the office twice a week. 
I work from home, work from home the other days. And so on the days I go into the office, I love to try to eat lunch with my colleagues, right? Mm-hmm. Have the conversation. There, there's something about just connecting with people that's that's fun, right? You hear about the movies they're watching or the music or just things about life that brings me joy. So doing that and then also just trying to find ways of infusing the things that you already enjoy into the work. And one of the things I shared on a previous episode is about how we have the podcast, right? And then my day job, they had they have employee resource groups, right? And so these sort of affinity groups, they often have a bottom line. And one of the, one of the companies I worked at, they had a bottom line of getting more diverse talent. So I'm like, okay, how can I tie my goal and passion to the company's bottom line so that one, it creates one, it creates a win-win for everyone. The yes. company helps them achieve their goals. I look good because I'm like bringing more value and bringing diverse people, right? So we were able to, years ago, I was able to host a talk show mm-hmm. at the job after hours and a lot of black women, a lot of women of color came out and it made everyone look good. Everyone had a great time. And so things like that, just being creative and trying to figure out how can I infuse the things that I enjoy into my work, right? Yes, I like that. And I think another thing to add to that is to think about your work environment, the physical environment, right? And lady, I know that we have people from diverse, diverse backgrounds that are listening and Some of you might not have the privilege or luxury or flexibility in your workspace to have any say-so on what the environment is like, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are in a space where if your work setting is one in which you have say-so over the environment, the physical environment, Create an environment that works for you, right? Yes. Like if you have, lady, if you have an office to yourself, decorate that office mm-hmm. in a way that feels comfortable for you. Yes. Make it feel warm and inviting for you. Because when we're in spaces where we feel comfortable, where we feel safe, where we feel seen, we are also more likely to do the work and engage in the work that needs to be done. So if having some throw pillows, I'm good for having pillows. If having having a blanket, if (laughs) if having having plants. Now, I'm going to be completely honest here. I am not a plant mama, but if you are watching on Patreon, then you see right here in my background, we got some cute little plants here. They ain't real. They look good, though. But they look good and they look real. They do. And so you'll figure out what you need in your environment that makes you feel comfortable so that you're you're able to do the work because we know that people when you're not comfortable you're not going to do the work. Exactly. That's so good. Um, that's so good, and it's a great transition into just the importance of mindset, like practicing mindfulness and gratitude. That's also really important. I remember when I first started my new job, and they had changed up the company policy, and basically we went from a remote world because of COVID, of course, Mm -hmm. and then told people to come into the office. And I was so bummed out because I was like, I was anticipating working from home every day and I had to get up and go to the office. That would, for those of you that were working from home during the pandemic and who had to go back to work, you know that feeling, right? The discomfort. Now it's like, I gotta gotta look presentable. I gotta find clothes. Mm. I gotta commute. And so I mapped this whole thing out and I catch BART when I go into the office because lifts and Ubers are too expensive. I'm like, Mm-mm, too much. We're going up the street, too much. So it was like a whole thing. It was a whole mental exercise for me down like yes. mapping out my route. It, I remember, this sounds like, I, it's going to sound silly, but even the first day that I went on BART for this particular job to go my new route, it was a little anxiety inducing because I didn't okay. catch BART often after COVID. And it just, I wasn't, comfortable or familiar, but I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I started to think about, okay, if I know that I 
want and need this job or what I call my dream funder because it's helping me fund my dream until we're financially independent mm-hmm. and we're multimillionaires on the podcast, right? If I know this is what I'm, the phase and season that I'm in, it has to get done. I might as well shift my perspective around it. And then yeah. when I start thinking about the gratitude, I'm grateful that I'm able to make this money to do the things that I want to do. I'm grateful that I'm in a role that's up-leveling my skills and keeping me sharp. Like thinking about the perspective and even thinking about, you know, being able to connect with colleagues. And I began to shift my mindset around it and it made for an enjoyable experience. So when you're faced with something, lady, where you know you got to do the shit anyway, I give yourself time to, you know, wallow and be bitchy or sad about it. And then let's shift our mindset because the more I shift my mindset, Dom, the more it made me enjoy the experience. And now I'm accustomed to it. It's a part of my routine. And now it's familiar to me because I've done it so many times. So yeah. I think it all goes back to mindset as well. And then reframing it and thinking about what am I grateful for, for where I am I in the season? That. I love that. I think what I appreciate about that is that like that gratitude, right? And and recognizing like one of the phrases for me that I've had definitely since graduate school is I work hard so I can play harder. Hell yes. And so what that then forces me to then shift my thinking into, okay, girl, you know the lifestyle you want. Mm-hmm. You like to travel. You like nice things. Okay. You like to be able to do for others. So how we doing that? How we affording that? Mm-hmm. We not sitting on on no trust fund or we ain't win the lottery. We're working for this. So, okay. We got to work to be able to support the life that we want. If I got to do the work, how, what can I do to enjoy this work? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, like you said, that mindset, right? And for me, it also goes back, it also goes to part of that mindset is I am grateful for this role that I have in this season and time in my life. So even in those moments where I may have had, I may have been in positions where I'm trying to focus on the exit strategy because this ain't it anymore. (laughs) I am grateful for it in this moment. Because it's also keeping food on the table, my lights turned on, a roof over my head, and preparing me for that next role. Yes. What can I, like, what are the lessons that I can learn from this current experience that I'm in? What can I take away from this current experience that I'm in? To make me even better in the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. I love that. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. And then lastly, I think another way that we can add more of that joy, pleasure, and fun, pursuing hobbies and interests. Like I am a huge fan of new experiences. And um, this past month, I had so many new experiences. I was kind of stalling and like, Oh, I was taking forever to just put things on the calendar. And so I was like, boom, I'm just going to do it. I've been saying this forever. Let me just go do it. So I went to a rage room. So fun. Next time you come up here, I don't know if you've ever been to one. Have you? I haven't. No. We'll have to do that together. Where you literally go into a room with the sledgehammer and you just fuck shit up. There was like a vacuum cleaner and like a keyboard, all kinds of things. And and as I was doing it, I was like, this is therapeutic. One, it was a workout. Two or three, how often do we ever get to exert all of our energy or frustration out on something. I feel like we always hold back a little bit. So you could scream in here, you could yell, just yeah. get this rage out. Cause some people are just, you know, you live a life where you have to suppress a lot of things. And so it was great. Did a salsa class, got some new tattoos. I mean, just like out here doing stuff that is enjoyable to me. So I think yes, finding new hobbies and interests is always a great way to add more of that into our lives and really... I have some, one of my old colleagues, we used to call her a weekend warrior because she would live for the motherfucking weekend. Okay. That girl had, 
she was doing a little bit of everything every weekend. I'm like, damn girl. But it was great because she's like, I work all week. I'm going to live on the weekends. And so she would really prioritize that. Yeah, exactly. That was, that's where, that is where my work hard, play harder mantra really, that was the, like, the impetus for that was that like, literally, oh, actually I said grad school earlier, but no, undergrad. Oh, what was that? Because I was the work hard, play harder because oh. I said it started in grad school. But no, as I'm saying this, it started in undergrad, undergrad because really it was Sunday through Thursday. I was focused on studying like school mm. and work was the focus. Right. And the weekend was party time in undergrad. It was party time in grad school, too. And then, (laughs) but then how that translated when I started working was the weekends were my time, Mm -hmm. right? The weekends were, that's the time that I would do the things for me. Yeah. And what I've done over the years is that different seasons in my life, I've infused some fun and some play throughout the week. And some work on the weekends, like I found different ebbs and flows depending on the season. But I made time for the things that brought me joy, mm-hmm. right? In terms of hobbies and interests. Like I took a pole dancing classes for a couple of years. Yes. And, and, and that was something that allowed me to step outside of myself of like what of the image that I thought. I wanted to portray versus what was really who I was, right? Mm-hmm. And that was so that was so fun and so freeing. And then thinking about like what are other things that are of interest, right? Like right now for me in this season, traveling. Yes. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm it. always I'm Period. always somewhere, right? Yes. And and then reading. And that, for me, that's my thing, right? Figuring out, spending time with friends and family. And so figuring yes. out what that actually looks like. That might mean traveling, but that might mean, okay, well, let's, it's Saturday, like, finish with clients. We finish recording an episode. Okay, what are what am I gonna do with friends and family now? Mm-hmm. Right, like going for a walk, going to the movies, like we're going for a happy hour. What we doing? Right. And so, and but recognizing that also, depending on your season in life, things may shift. Yep. And the thing that I also want to point out to all the moms out there is having something for you. Yes, Lord. Like you're working, you've got kids, you, and if you have a partner as well, you have all of these people that are pulling from you. Having a hobby or interest that is solely your own. Cause like I think about, you know, I think about my friends that like swim lessons, tennis lessons, soccer, football ballet, dance, all the things that their kids are pulling them, you know, that they have to show up for for their kids. And that is time consuming. But what is the thing that you have for you that is not related to work, that's not related to your kids, not related to your partner? What do you truly have for you? Oh, that's a great mic drop to just like, Ask yourself that question, lady, as you listen to the podcast, whether you're a mom or not, like, what do I have that's just for me? Very powerful. And just to kind of recap, lady, so we talked about working to live, not living to work. We want to reiterate the significance of intentionally adding joy, fun, and pleasure to our lives. It's so important. Like, this is not a dress rehearsal. Don't wait until you get the job of your dreams. Don't wait until you get the relationship. Don't wait until you're at your ideal weight. Go do the things that bring you joy now. Like, infuse that into your life now. Yes. Oh, and that yeah. I want to bring up the question that we said we were going to wait till yes. the end, right? Yes. I know some of you are listening and you're like, but Dama T, we ain't got y'all's coins. 
<laughs> Shit, I still need more coins. But we're on a bu- how you do this on a budget? Shit, I be on a budget too, child. Okay. Listen, <laughs> you, when I was taking pole dancing classes, let's be clear. I was not making, I was not making the money that I'm making now. And so what I did was I, fa- I found the term, I, fa- I figured it out within my budget, right? Mm-hmm. And there are ways in which you don't have to spend any money or very little money to do something that will bring you joy, right? Yes. You like to read? Now, I will own, so I look at, there's a discount website that I use that I get my books. I don't pay more than $5 for my ebooks, okay? Never. If I'm paying more than $5 for a book, it's because that book hasn't gone on sale yet and I really wanted it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Or your library, your local library is still free. You want to take a dance class? There are lots of free dance classes. No matter where you live, there's a free dance class somewhere. It's a matter of maybe doing a little bit of research to figure it out, to find it. Groupon still exists. Yes, meetup.com. Yes. Nature, being out in nature. I know we live in a place where there's a beautiful places to hike, but nature's free. Those are some other great options for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you for making sure we didn't forget that question. And honestly, lady, I think the last thing here is just Lady, prioritize your self-care, find joy in everyday moments, and make sure you are building the life that you desire right now. You're not waiting. And that's literally, that's what we came here to share. So we're going to hop over to the after show, lady. So visit herspacepodcast.com. Click on Patreon to join us on Patreon and support. Shout out to our, we have some new patrons. We'll shout you out. We'll shout you out next time. So I want to make sure I get everyone's names correctly, but we appreciate you for listening and we'll see you next week. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me, I am worthy of a happy life.